We're thinking today of returning. Daniel is preparing to return to Jerusalem. We are preparing ourselves to return to, from a church point of view, we're returning to this building. Of course, it's, church isn't about the building. If we return in the building, that doesn't make us any more spiritual than when we meet in our twos and threes, when we meet in our small groups. And actually, I think that's, that's what is underneath this idea of returning. For Daniel, it, it wasn't simply about returning to Jerusalem. For us, it's not simply about returning to the building. The real challenge is, is are we able to return to the Lord? Actually, wherever we are, whenever we seek him. Mission-minded disciples who live for Jesus, wherever they are, in this building or at the office or at the bus stop or in the queue, wherever it might be, return, return to the Lord. Listen to this from um, Lamentations chapter 1, describing life in exile from the perspective of Jerusalem. Verse 1 of chapter 1, how deserted lies the city once so full of people. How like a widow is she who once was great among the nations. She who was queen among the provinces has now become a slave. Bitterly she weeps at night. Tears are on her cheeks. Among all her lovers, there is no one to comfort her. All her friends have betrayed her. They have become her enemies. After affliction and harsh labor, Judah has gone into exile. She dwells among the nations. She finds no resting place. All who pursue her have overtaken her in the midst of her distress. The roads to Zion mourn, for no one comes to her appointed festivals. All her gateways are desolate, her priests groan. Her young women grieve and she's in bitter anguish. Her foes have become her masters. Her enemies are at ease. The Lord has brought grief because of her many sins. Her children have gone into exile, captive before the foe. Lament, sadness, woe, grief. Precedes I'd want to argue a genuine return to God. Do, do you find yourself in lament? It's a kind of biblical word for, for deep sorrow, that sort of emptiness, that anguish of spirit, that you're not where you once were, that you're not where you want to be. You're in a, an empty place and an emptying place. It kind of feels like life and circumstances suck you of all vitality in life. It's that kind of, I, I hear it expressed as, as zoomed out, oh, how are you doing today? Oh, I've had meetings on Zoom. Ugh. It's that kind of, ooh, I felt it. I'm sure you feel it too. Maybe you're experiencing it right now, that sense of, oh, how long, oh Lord? I want to argue it's not a bad place to be in. You recognise it kind of almost to give up fighting. Don't, don't, don't kind of resist it, recognize it, acknowledge it, let it almost enter into your, your bones, every fiber of your being, because it's from that place of desperation that true return begins. 
Daniel's, Daniel's desperate. We, we've seen this already in chapter 9. He, he prays this prayer when he, he knows that the 70 years or so of exile are up, according to Jeremiah's prophecy. He, he knows time's up, and he looks around, and he thinks there's no sign of any rescue. There's no sign of us getting back to Jerusalem. No sign of the walls being rebuilt and the temple being inhabited by God's presence again. Well, you know, what's going on? God, where are you? I've had enough of, 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 of all these sort of highs, you know, being promoted to chief administrator and then suddenly sentenced to death and then being rescued and going, come on, God, this is... This is Babylon, this is exile, this, this, isn't, this isn't the plan. I want to return to, to what you have for us. I want to feel like I'm in the center of your will. Come on, God. Lord, verse 4 of chapter 9, the great and awesome God who keeps his covenant and love with those who love him and keep his commandments. We've sinned, we've done wrong. He, he pours out his confession. And therefore, he acknowledges, verse 11, therefore curses and sworn judgments written in the law of Moses, the servant of God, have been poured out on us because we sinned against you. You fulfilled the words spoken against us and against our rulers by bringing on us great disaster. Verse 13, just as it is written in the law of Moses, all this disaster has come upon us. Yet we've not sought the favour of the Lord our God by turning from our sins and giving attention to your truth. Now, Lord, verse 15, our God, who brought your people out of Egypt with a mighty hand, who made for yourself a name that endures to this day. Rescue us, he says. We want to return not just to Jerusalem, not just to the temple. We want to return to you. Think about what it is that makes us, us. You need, in order to know what it is that makes you, you, makes you, you before God, makes him real in your life, you have to return to Adam. Adam was formed out of the dust of the earth, we're told. He's, he, all he is is just a lump of clay until God breathes into him the breath of life. It's the same Hebrew word that we understand. The equivalent in the New Testament is, is, uh, is the spirit, is power. Dunamis. It's God's ruach, his breath, that gives us life and gives us power, gives us strength and courage and the ability to face the day, even in adversity, even when things aren't going well, even in COVID times. This is how we can live when we return to who we truly are, with God's breath in us. I wonder whether in these times, it feels like one great long exhalation. It's like we've, we've had to breathe out. And I wonder whether God is almost making us kind of breathe out in order that we get to the point so desperate for breath that we have to breathe in again. We have to draw deep on God. Not going back to old practices that we could do when we were full of life, but going back to God himself who is the source of life. We breathe him in. We return to him. Lots of conversation about, about you know, can we come back and when can we come back and how many and do we need to wear a mask and how far apart and risk assessments. And I've spent far too long this week pouring over risk assessments and, and all that stuff. But important, important, just does my head in. 
it's not about that. They are important, we've got to pay attention to all public health things. It's not about that. Returning, it's not about returning to the building, it's about returning to God. And we can do that whether we're in the building or not, frankly. You meet up with ones or twos. Um, we, of course we want to be back in the building. Of course we do. But it isn't about that. It's not about returning to the physicality. It's about returning spiritually to God himself. Daniel prays that God would return to his people so that he would know what it is to return to the presence of God. As, as we saw last week, as we are the temple of God. He's present in us by his spirit. We pay attention to his spirit. We return to being aware of him in us, through us, around us. And then we'll make sense of what it is to be in the building and to welcome others into this building and to offer this building for others to come and breathe in God for themselves. Return. Now, Lord our God, who brought your people out of Egypt. Now, our God, hear the prayers and petitions of your servant here, Daniel. For your sake, Lord, look with favour on your desolate sanctuary. Give ear, O God, and hear. Open your eyes and see the desolation of the city that bears your name. We do not make requests of you because we are righteous, but because of your great mercy. Lord, listen. Lord, forgive. Lord, hear. Lord, act. For your sake, God, do not delay, because your city and your people bear your name. Lord, Daniel is saying, as we return to you, come breathe your life in us again. We who are empty of breath, breathe in us so that we might be energised with your power to live and work to your praise and glory. We return to the Lord. So that, so that when we return to the building, we're not tempted to, to think, oh, it's back to normal. We're, we're not going back. We're going forward. We're going through. We're going on. We're, we're venturing into whatever the future holds. And that will almost inevitably mean a, a different emphasis where we used to place an emphasis. We will do things the same but different. And we'll be able to live in a, in a fresh emphasis on things, on priorities, on how we do our services, a hybrid of in the flesh and online, as we welcome Will and, and Louis and Patrick onto our staff team. It, it'll be, that'll be different. It'll be new. There'll be different perspectives, fresh emphases, emphases. And we'll be able to do that if we don't have the mindset of going back to how it was. We'll be able to do that if we've returned to the Lord, been filled with his life, his inspiration, his insight, his perspective, his priorities, so that we walk anew into the future, whatever that holds for each of us and for us as a church. I, I'm, I don't want to exaggerate. I was going to say, I'm, I'm terrified. 
of the future if we just all think we're going back to how it was. I, I really don't want to lead a church that's going back to how it was. But I'm really excited as I breathe in God for what I need for today and tomorrow and on into the future that I don't know. Who knows what the future holds really now? <laughs> COVID has shaken us up. How can, we, how can we possibly lean into with any kind of assurance what the future holds? We really don't. There are so many things we don't know. Wise is he who knows that he is not wise. But I do know that as we return to God and are filled by his spirit, as he breathes in us his life, then we can face whatever the future holds with him at the centre as we return to him. We don't know what the future holds, but we know who holds the future. So return to him. Allow him to breathe his life, his breath into you. So that together as a church going forward when we do return in the building, we live for him wherever we are. Push to the margins, to the side, all those things that would compete for God in our lives, all those things that we falsely, erroneously seek kind of little energizing hits from, potential idols. We, we push them aside, we say no to them in order that in our home, in our work, in our relationships, in every zone and area of our lives. We return to God. We breathe Him in. We say He is our source, our inspiration, our strength. Where you are now, breathe in slowly. Hold the breath. And then breathe out. Allow God to speak to you and to minister to you as you deeply breathe in. And then breathe out again.